When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into a remote version of the CHGO Live White Sox podcast. Vinny's face was covered there for a second. Nice job, Joey, to be on your feet. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. Alongside me, the normal CHGO White Sox crew, Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader and our special guest. We have our friends over at RotoWire. Again, you can go uh, and have a two-day free trial uh, over at RotoWire. No commitments. You don't have to give your credit card. You can enjoy their vast array of expertise um, for baseball season, especially with fantasy uh Season coming right up. So you can go to rotowire.com slash CHGO to register. Again, you don't need to uh, commit with a credit card. Um, you could just dive in uh, for two days and, and see if it's for you. And one of the experts that you can get uh, write-ups from, uh, you can ask the expert as well over at Rotowire is Chris Crawford. You can follow him on Twitter at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing really well. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, fun to talk some fantasy sports as we get actually really close to this regular season it's been fun to have a somewhat normal spring training and it's nice to be able to talk about this instead of all the other stuff that has prevented us from having a normal spring training the last couple of years baseball's back i mean you enjoying the world baseball classic i love it love it it is destroying my sleep schedule um (laughs) there is no doubt about that but i will stay up until i'm on the west coast i will stay up until 5 a.m to watch shohei otani pitch or to watch Chinese Taipei compete. That was such an amazing game today. This is uh, the best. I I hope that it gains more popularity and I hope it gains more fantasy popularity. Like I think there's some really fun stuff that we can do with this tournament, but yeah, I think it's awesome. I hope you guys are enjoying it too. And Chris, I was wondering, I know we we haven't had a world baseball classic since 2017 because of circumstances out of their uh, um, Mm -hmm. doing, but do you feel like as a fantasy guy that there might be some value to people who are playing in this world baseball classic in the regular season to pick these guys up and their uh, value would be bigger than it would be if they didn't participate in the world baseball classic? Sure. That's a great question. Uh, I think so. Yes. Especially pitchers, because I think, you know, we talk about the negative connotations are obvious. Like, unfortunately we have seen some guys come out of this tournament in the past hurt, but there's some positives too, that they are 
getting much more live repetition against elite competition. Like you can't simulate this. You can't simulate the fact that these guys are actually facing off against legitimate uh, baseball players rather than guys in high A. And that is something that I think you have to keep in mind. You have to be a little bit more ready. We, it's almost the opposite of the home run derby too for hitters. Whereas instead of them just taking a bunch of swings, you know, over July, these guys are getting real reps that you can't really simulate. So yeah, I might put a few guys higher on my board, but particularly pitchers who are actually getting in some real work. I know you could take it the opposite way and spin it and say, Oh my gosh, this guy's throwing 65 pitches on March 10th. I'll take the positive in saying he's facing a legitimate lineup and more ready to go than the other guys. But definitely you want to pay attention to that injury stuff as well. But I do think there's some positives to be taken. Chris, uh, we watch this team, this White Sox team, every single day. Uh, sure. We we know kind of uh, our own thoughts on who's primed for a bounce back, who's going to have a good season, you know, and I'm sure all our viewers and listeners uh, have their own opinions as well. But tell us what makes the difference between, hey, this guy's going to have a good season versus this guy's going to have a good fantasy season. You know, that's a great question. And I think one of the things that I always come back to is, you look at defense, how much it matters in terms of a real-life player and how, honestly, little it matters in terms of fantasy. Now, it does make a little bit of a difference. Like, if a player, like especially prospects, is going to stick at shortstop, right? That's something to keep in mind because there's more value for him being a shortstop than there is a third baseman in fantasy as well. It's a little different, actually, now because the third base position is just trash right now. But normally, you want that guy to be at shortstop or you want him to be at second base. So that's a really big thing as well. And then there are just, like, little things that players do that just don't have the same sort of going first to third. It make it can make a little bit of a difference in fantasy, but you know, that doesn't really show up unless they end up scoring that run walks. If you're playing in an average league walks are wonderful. I think you should play in an on base percentage league, but there's a very good chance that you're not that walk doesn't help you at all. If that player doesn't score a run. So that can be a little bit of a frustrating thing, but just those little differences, like, there are going to be guys who have much more fantasy value than uh, real-life value because they can hit a lot of home runs and maybe not be so great defensively and vice versa. So, yeah, there are, there are some small differences, but more and more they're kind of tending to correlate as we get more less 5 by 5 standard category stuff. Well, I want to circle back to the pitchers and, you know, you're not worried maybe if they're throwing 65 pitches right now. Uh, one of our guys, Lance Lynn is uh, yes. primed, ready for Team USA, and we think that he's ready for a big 2023. We just talked about uh, the White Sox pitcher that could throw the most innings. We feel like Lance Lynn, I think two of us picked him uh, to throw the most innings. Uh, so what do you feel about Lance Lynn? Is him being in the World Baseball Classic good for him? I think it is, and I think part of that is, I mean, I think everybody knows how competitive this guy is on the mound, and I think he's going to be one of you really ready for this regular season as well coming off to a fairly disappointing season but I think it's going to be good for him and I'm a huge fan of Lance Lynn being a bounce back guy like if you look at the metrics they it does suggest that there was some bad luck for him last year I'm always going to count on him as being an innings guy even with last year's injury stuff he's just such a bulldog on the mound that if you are playing in a league that values innings he's going to be high on my board he missed barrels at an above average rate. He was elite at throwing strikes and he was well above average in strikeouts. So that should have uh, correlated in a much better season for him. But I think he's going to be a guy who is ready to roll for this World Baseball Classic. And I think he's going to be 
much, much better, as I do think all of the White Sox starting pitching options are going to be. It's one of the reasons why I think they're being underrated for winning that division is that I think all of these guys are going to be in for a bounce back, and I really like Lance Lynn for 2023. Chris, when you look at the new rules, obviously that's been the big talking point of spring training. Um, mm. we, we have already gotten a small taste of what it's going to mean in terms of watching a baseball game every day. What are the new rules going to mean for uh, for fantasy baseball? I think they're going to play a big part in a lot of ways. First of all, the first thing that I think comes to mind is stolen bases just because of the fact that we do have the wider bases. It's going to be easier for success rates. You're going to see some guys run a lot more, and I think that's going to be awesome. And it's also going to be something where you don't necessarily have to chase stolen bases anymore. Like there are guys that we, for those unfamiliar, we call them one category guys. Then there are players who really you're only expecting to succeed in one area. You're only expecting to succeed in average or home runs. And it's always been really hard to justify carrying the one guy who only steals bases because he very often that player, not to stereotype, does not succeed in contributing in the home run category or the RBI category. So I think that's going to be big because you're going to have some players who steal 25 to 30 bases and hopefully get you to the number you're looking at to win your league without reaching for it. I think that's going to play a big factor. The limiting of the shift is also going to be a big one as well because I think batting averages are going to go up and whips are going to go up for pitchers. I believe Jeff Passan tweeted out that batting average on ground balls is up something like 20% just in spring training. Now, it's a small sample for sure, but you can see how that's going to carry over because of the fact that you're not going to see those extreme shifts against left-handers or against right-handers. I think that's going to be big as well, and it's going to help average for hitters, but it's going to be you're going to see some guys who have higher whips just because you're going to see a lot more singles, and once those guys are on, a lot better chance for them to run so it can also impact the ERA. We don't really know how much the new rules are going to change things because, again, we have a sample that is so small and we haven't seen it carry over into the big leagues just yet. But I do think it's going to play an impact and certain hitters are going to get a big bump, but particularly in that stolen base category with the fact that you only have basically two pickoffs and you do have much more range. I don't know if you guys have seen those bases. It may, it may only be the three inches or whatever they say. It looks massive, and I mm -hmm. think hitters are going to absolutely be able to take advantage of that sliding around tags. So, yeah, it's definitely going to play an impact. We just kind of have to wait and see exactly how much uh, when we get into the April-May stuff. And, Chris, I was wondering uh, which players on the White Sox, both pitcher and batter, are the highest average draft uh, position right now for uh, standard leagues? I'm sorry. Could you say that one more time? I apologize. Oh, just the, the hitters and the pitchers on the White Sox. Who are the players that are going the highest in the drafts currently? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Luis Robire is the guy who's going off the or going off the board uh, first among hitters by a substantial margin. And it's wow. totally understandable why the the average, the home runs, the, the chance, even with some risk about um, some health stuff, we need to see him do it for a full season. He's still the guy who goes off the board very early. Um, Tim Anderson and Eloy Jimenez are going off kind of neck and neck for in that area. Um, I love Jimenez this year. I think people are completely underrating just how good that guy was in the second half of the season. And then overall, I should say that Robert is the guy who's going first overall in terms of uh, the, the hitters. Dylan Cease is being drafted first uh, among Chicago White Sox by a substantial margin. 
and how could anybody blame? Like he was a legitimate Cy Young contender all season. You're still seeing guys getting drafted like Lynn Giolito, Kopech, uh, and then uh, some people who are betting on Kendall Graveman getting those save opportunities uh, is getting in the in the later rounds as well. It does look like that might be more by committee. But Dylan Cease is a guy that you basically have to draft in the late second round to the top of the third. And it have been in a few leagues where I've seen him go in the first in the first uh, round of deeper drafts, like in the top 16, top 17 picks, people really believe in that swing and miss stuff. Uh, I'm fully with you on Aloy. Uh, I found this stat not too long ago about Aloy versus sliders. And it's, it's weird. Um, it's a run value stat since 2020 sure. on sliders above 85 mile per, miles per hour. He has a 15.6 run value. Uh, that's wow. first in major league baseball. Uh, second is Vlad jr. At 13.8. So he's got nearly a two run value lead on now the most used pitch in baseball and sure. you know, what we knew know is you know for those pitches to be effective it needs to be over 85 he clearly sees them uh well since 2020 um but then under 85 he's like 304 he's like very at like zero so um I, i'm excited for him it's going to be a fun year hopefully he plays a lot of dh so he's healthy um but yeah. robert like how have you noticed his stock adjust because we think of him as you know this guy that could still be the star player of the white mm -hmm. Sox, but like you said, health hasn't always been on his side. I think he's he's never played in 100 games before. Um, has there been a, a lack of faith now in the health? Like, is he a former first rounder now falling to the second round? Um, is he a former top five center fielder now falling to like seven or eight? Um, how's his stock kind of fallen uh, over the past three years? It's, you know, so when he was as a rookie, you know, there were a lot of there was a lot of hype there and there, for justifiable reasons. The fact that, you know, he signed that magic extension, which automatically made him ready to play Major League Baseball. Uh, that certainly helped his stock. You know, he was a guy who was being drafted at the end of the first round to the end of the second round uh, in 20, 2021 and in 2022. Now you're seeing him fall more to the fourth or fifth round. And that has more to do with just the fact the outfield position is so loaded right now, and it's going to become even more loaded as Fernando Tatis Jr. makes that switch over to outfield. You know, they're just there. It's not quite a Byron Buxton level of can this guy ever stay healthy yet? Because it's I think it's worth pointing out he stayed plenty healthy in 2020. There's it wasn't his fault that there were just that few amount right. of games to be played. But 2021 and 2022 both saw, and it's worth pointing out that it's partially based on the style of play as well. Like this is a guy who is aggressive. He will go, he will go after baseballs. He will run. He is not going to be somebody who necessarily uh, slows down on ground balls to, uh, if he knows there's an, an automatic out, like, you know, there's uh, every player has some bit of jogitis is what I like to call it, but he's going to try to beat out those balls where he doesn't make hard contact. So yeah, he's more of a guy who's being drafted in that 45 to 50 range right now. I think that's a steal because you have a chance to get a guy who legitimately can be a top five outfielder in baseball and maybe more. This was a guy who last year I actually picked to win MVP. And unfortunately, yeah, pretty much everything went wrong with that. Thanks the, for having me on anyways, despite me. <laughs> for this entire panel also picked him to win MVP. It's totally. All right. So, so we're, <laughs> we're all equal geniuses. We had <laughs> five White Sox players hitting over 30 home runs last year. Oh. To be fair, Vinny did not pick uh, Luis Robert to be MVP last year. Okay. I, I picked Tim Anderson, so it went equally okay. as well. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's that's okay. I appreciate your bravery there. Um, that's uh, look. I wouldn't be shocked if he's in that range again this year, though. Like he is. I just watch him play, and there is everything that you can do on a baseball field. He can succeed at. It's just a matter of him staying on the field and being a little more consistent as well. I think you guys are well aware that the very best version of Luis Robert has not shown up every single month that he's been on the field as well. But yeah, right now, Luis Robert going 46th, and it was substantially higher last year. If you're in a fantasy redraft league, I would take advantage of that and take him probably 10 to 15 spots higher. But um, I do understand that there is risk that comes with the reward. Chris, two guys who probably were not on a lot of rosters uh, for the majority of last season, Yoan Moncada, Yasmani Grandal. Uh, White Sox are, are, have put a lot of eggs into the, both of those guys' baskets to uh, have big bounce back years. In terms of fantasy, maybe those guys aren't getting drafted quite yet, but uh, yeah. where do they? When, when do people start picking them up or do they start picking them up this year at some point? So let's we'll start with Moncada just because he I pulled him up just fairly recently. Um, he, on average, in ESPN leagues, is going 328th, and his overall, if you average out the big leagues, is 309th for some perspective on that. Trevor Bauer's average draft position is 308th. There are not a lot of people who are believing in Yohan Moncada right now. Now, I think in an AL-only league, he's someone I would be targeting, and especially, like, I think I've heard he's got a little bit of the George R.R. Martin to become a nerd thing that we, the stolen bases are coming. The stolen bases are coming. Maybe this is the year the stolen bases actually do come with the new bases. I'm just not willing to risk it in fantasy, especially as a guy who doesn't hit for a high average. And he, at this point in his career, doesn't exactly possess plus plus power, you know, at his age and his prospect pedigree and the fact that he has had some success. I do think he's at least worth a little bit of consideration but fantasy managers so far are not buying it because he is going either undrafted or going very, very late in deep leagues. With Grandal, it's a little bit of a different story just because of the fact that he is a catcher. But you can rule out batting average. If you're playing in an on-base percentage league, and I've seen this myself, there are people who are much more willing to bet on him getting on at a nice clip. But he's another guy who's going 276th overall when you average out the big leagues, 294th in ESPN, 249th in the NFBC, which for those unfamiliar is kind of a higher end fantasy format. I, I think he can be a starting catcher, but he, I would feel much more comfortable with him in my second as my second catcher based on what he's done over the last couple of years. But another guy that fantasy managers and justifiably so are just not believing in for 2023. And Chris, the last thing I got for you here, I'm wondering about the White Sox big free agent acquisition this offseason, Andrew Benintendi. Mm-hmm. Only five home runs last year split between the Royals and the Yankees, going from the third worst home run environment in Kansas City to the third best home run environment for left-handed hitters at guaranteed rate. Is there any value in picking Andrew Benintendi, even if he doesn't bring the power bat? I think it totally depends on how many outfielders that you're playing with. If you're playing in a league where you only have three outfielders and you're asking him to be one of the top 36 to 40 outfielders, even if he's in your utility spot, I think that's asking a little too much just because of the fact that, yes, he is much more friendly surroundings. But this is a guy who has a career high of 20 home runs and has dropped basically every other year. Did hit 17 in 2021. I think he's certainly better than that five. I'm not sure if he's any better than that 17. 
And I think you might see a bit of a drop in average as well. A guy I like more for on-base percentage leagues, doesn't really steal bases anymore, makes more sense as a bench outfielder. But could I see him being like a top 50 outfielder just because I do think that White Sox lineup is going to be better. He has a chance to steal more, steal more bases. I think he could be closer to that 15 range than he was before at least. So that helps score some more runs. Certainly a much better lineup than the Kansas City that he was playing with for most of 2022. But I do think that he's much – I feel much more comfortable with him on my bench or as my fourth or fifth outfielder in a deeper league than somebody I'm starting in a traditional format. Chris Crawford is joining us on behalf of Rotowire. And, again, you can sign up for a two-day free trial. Just go to rotowire.com slash chgo to register. You don't have to make a commitment. Rotowire is so confident in Chris with his vast uh, experience in the baseball community. <laughs> uh, you've been doing prospects – uh, coverage since 2010 uh, so when you get the asks the ex- expert qual- uh, 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 function with the rotowire uh, uh, account my bad uh, you get to ask even when you're doing first year player drafts so um, we're sure. going a little bit uh, just major league right now but do you have a favorite white Sox prospect for a first year player draft I mean uh, I mean you got a, a patreon where people can uh, go check out your prospects guides uh, let, let's flex the muscle here and, and the, the the expertise uh, who's your favorite prospect in the the Sox uh, organization right Colson now? Colson Montgomery has a chance to be a star and I don't think enough people are talking him about him as a potential star he can do everything like he is. It's not quite uh Luis Robert level, but he has a chance to be above average in every single category. I think the big question mark for him is whether or not he can stay at shortstop, especially with the rules changing. And I think we're going to see some more limiting coming for how much shortstops can play up the middle. I think this was just the start of it, but I think he has a chance to be like a well above average regular at shortstop, maybe even a plus guy. If you're talking on the 2080 scale, you could be talking about a 60 player. And then Oscar Colas, I think he's probably my favorite for rookie of the year in the year in the American league. I know he does have to win that job, but I really think he's got a chance to be successful this year. He's more high floor than high ceiling that what you see from Oscar Colas is pretty much what you get, but you get a guy with a 55 grade hit tool. So you're talking about 280, 290, possibly 20 home runs should be able to steal a modicum of bases as well. He would be my easy favorite for AL Rookie of the Year just because I think he's going to get a lot of playing time early on. There's an awful lot to like about that. Unfortunately, the White Sox system after that dropped substantially, but Noah Schultz was a nice little pickup Mm -hmm. in the first round. Could see him being a a very strong middle rotation starter. Peyton Paulette, a guy who would have been a first-round pick if not for his injuries coming into the year. I think he's got a chance for fantasy relevancy. And then they've got a bunch of middle infielders like Jose Rodriguez, and Lennon Sosa, as well as Brian Ramos, who have a chance to be nice players, but they project more as utility guys. But Montgomery and Colas are both guys. One's going to be probably ready closer to 2025, whereas Colas is ready to go right now. But both of those guys have a chance to be really good for a very long time. And I would definitely be targeting them in Dynasty Leagues for sure. My 25 to 1 ticket for Oscar Colas to win Rookie of the Year is very thankful oh, for it. your your analysis, Chris. I'll hit you up after <laughs> after that pays out and see what we can do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, and hopefully we can do this again. Um, enjoy A.J. Pollock as well. I know you're Thank uh, you. you're in the northwest uh, over there, and uh, you yes, do a Seattle sir. Mariners podcast as well. Uh, you, you liking Pollock? Uh, you know, we're, we're hoping for big things for him. <laughs> we'll see. I'm very – I watched a lot of his at-bats getting ready for it, and he looked pretty lost against right-handed pitching. Crushed lefties. 
But against right-handers, it was kind of like, Jared Kelnick, you better be good, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Fingers, yeah. That's Herb's guy, Jared Kelnick. There we go. Perfect. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, thank yeah. you, Chris. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again in 2023. Uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. Um, and again, uh, go to rotowire.com CHGO to start your free two-day trial. And you can ask Chris questions uh, if you got about uh, your draft or, or any. I mean, can they ask you just anything, Chris? They can ask me anything and they can ask me anything on my Twitter as well. Just uh, be ready for some bad puns. I can only apologize ahead of time. Very nice. Uh, and, and I saw Edgar Martinez said you're a good godson. So, I mean, that's a, that's a high compliment. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate it, Chris. Have a great day. Thanks guys. All right. So we appreciate Chris Crawford joining us again from Rotowire. And uh, it is a great deal. If you are looking to build out your um, fantasy draft, they are the expert. It is baseball season. Get your latest fantasy baseball news from Rotowire, a pioneer of fantasy sports for over 25 plus years. They have clean sheets, custom player rankings to fit all leagues. And again, their experts can analyze all those weird baseball stats that Chris was throwing out there and let you know why it's important for that player and for your fantasy team. They have mock drafts galore. The acts, the expert function in premium draft kits so it's going to help you not only for fantasy daily fantasy but also sports betting as well i mean it's not just baseball they have fantasy advice on everything from golf soccer and vinny's favorite nascar uh, so for a limited time only rotowire is offering a free two-day trial to our listeners just go to rotowire.com slash chgo to register no commitments they are so confident that you like their product and want to invest in a subscription plan that they don't even ask for a credit card up front Take a peek behind the paywall, and when your trial is done, you could decide if a Rotowire package is right for you. Um, guys, when I was middle of that question, that last question, my cat started scratching on the door. That's why I, I turned my mic off and uh, my camera. I uh, got to leave the litter box outside the room that I'm recording in, or, or there's going to be issues. Um, anyways, uh, got to let you know, too, about DraftKings Sportsbook. That's uh, why you don't get cats, Sean. Why? <laughs> You have to take yours outside. I don't yeah. have to do that. Yeah, and he waits until I'm ready to go outside. Vinny's a cat person. He knows what I'm talking about. I am not a cat person. I just well, happen to have a cat. Okay. Well, perfect. <laughs> don't, well, yeah. Good thing your cat doesn't speak English because you'd hurt its feelings. Um, we also got to let you know about DraftKings Sportsbook, our official betting partner of CHGO. They have no sweat NBA par- uh, same game parlays going on right now. If you bet $10 on any same game parlay, three legs or more, uh, you can get $10 if uh, $10 in bonus bets uh, if your bet loses. Uh, so it's basically a fun way to try to boost the bankroll. Also, they got MLB bets. Uh, like I said, I have a futures bet on Oscar Colas to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, they have some Aloy Jimenez home run props as well. Uh, and we got some uh, college baseball, college basketball. March Madness has been fun. We uh, bet on some uh, games and watched them at, live at the United Center yesterday. Uh, it was a great way to take in that game. So download the app now and sign up to coach CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the uh, NBA with code CHGO. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys. Herb, I know you watched the World Baseball Classic last night. Damn straight. It was great. It was awesome. Initially, the announcers were just on Yoan Mankata because Yoan made a wide ranging uh, play where he's going to his left, kind of in the shortstop's position. And then, you know, the Yoan throw that's kind of casual and he kind of airmailed the first baseman and the to the uh, first baseman's right. And the guy got uh, safe. So they called in there. I would have called it a just a hit because it was a nice hit by the hitter. The, the guys, like I think it's Ryan Roland Smith. And the uh, Tyler Mon, they were just killing him all inning long because that inning turned into a four-run inning, and then the 
uh, Panamanians took over, and they're like, man, this Yohan Moncada hasn't got a hit, and now he's making errors. He sucks. Literally the next at bat, Yohan Moncada batting right-handed, smokes a ball into the right center field gap for a double, which he was thinking about going for a triple, but it was the first batter of the uh, inning, so he calmed down and went to just a second. Then he made a uh, base running error right after that, where I don't know if it was an error. It was the rule the contact play, which I always hate. Ball was hit right to third. Yohan was in no man's land, got tagged out. Then had a great game after that. He, like another uh, RBI single, two RBI single, and then he drew a walk to uh, have a run score and a base loaded walk. So three for five, I believe, four RBI. And then Luis Robert, I think he went two for five and drove in a couple runs himself. So it was very exciting. It was a game that I wanted to stay up for, but GD, it was four plus hours. Give me regular <laughs> baseball back. Like I like the World Baseball Classic, but no now current MLB rules for the next World Baseball Classic because it's way too long. Maybe 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 baseball's whole ploy here was to make sure that the two rule, sets of rules were different. So all these people who are like, oh, I don't know about the pitch clock, can very easily see the comparison <laughs> between what was what they used to have and what they've got now. It's kind of like remember when HD TV was introduced, and once you saw it, you're like, yeah. That's what we should be watching. And then you watch something in standard. He was like, "Ugh, we actually watched it like this. Ugh, why? We Let, doing? All letterboxed. And, yeah. Yeah. And so that's <laughs> how it feels like, oh, this games are just dragging ass. It's enough. Now we are can just say we're pitch clock elitists. Um, and hopefully we see the pitch clock every single day. I don't want to watch a baseball game. That's three and a half hours. Like unless it's going to extra innings, unless it's like, you know, they're, they're playing because it's, like the Evansville Vanderbilt game that went into 16 innings. Like that was fun. I'll, I'll stay up and watch that. It's one to one. Like, well, was it? I know you don't like baseball. Exactly. Vinny. exactly. You know, I don't like baseball at all. Yeah. You don't right. like baseball, Vinny. Man, you didn't watch the World Baseball Classic, did you? No. <laughs> we, as we've established, I, I do know. not get MLB Network, and uh, I am a uh, true. chronic rule follower. So I'm not going to uh, circumnavigate my cable package in any sort of uh, uh, illegal way. But Comcast um, is very happy to hear that. Well, it's not Comcast; it's no, Hulu. Well, so, uh, well, but yeah, Hulu is yeah. very happy. Hulu's doesn't very Comcast happy own? Isn't isn't everything owned by Comcast? No, Disney owns Hulu. Uh, yeah, yeah. Comcast doesn't own Disney. No. no. Okay. Not yet. No. Not yet. Right. <laughs> there, I'm sure we'll get there in a couple of years, but uh, no, I did not. But I watched. Uh, I watched some highlights this morning of uh, of Yoan and Luis's work there for for Team Cuba. Uh, and my my takeaway is, oh, we're we're man, we're back to baseball season because two games in, they don't do anything, and it is sky is falling for White Sox fans. And then all of a sudden, they have a nice day. Uh, both of them can on the, on the same day. And all right, it's fixed. Here we go. We're back at it. So just uh, just nice to be back in the swing of baseball here, even before the games get going, and uh, we get we get to a nice glimpse to what awaits uh, once once we hit March thirtieth. Absolutely. It seems like Yohan Moncada is hopefully settling in. Um, you look at the Netherlands game, and maybe it's just because there's worse pitching. Um, also, we said Panama wrong. It's Panama. Um, 75.6 miles per hour uh, average exit velocity against the Netherlands. 81.5 miles per hour exit velocity uh, against Italy. Uh, his hardest one against Matt Harvey. Uh, and then uh, 90.48 MPH average against uh, Panama. Uh, he did have one that was a uh, hundred plus, which is great to see. Uh, but even the double, I mean, it was like a weird, I thought he pulled the ball, but it like flared out to right center. Like, I don't love watching baseball in that 
stadium. Um, I think it's a nice stadium. It's very sunny there. Is it like just getting all the sun? Like, is it just completely what facing east or something and just getting like the most sun possible during 12 p.m.? I'm not sure, but the wind is a factor out there. Mm -hmm. And so balls get knocked down or get assisted a lot in that uh, stadium. I've seen a couple games uh, on those things. And when they're playing night games, it's more lively. You know, uh, I don't know if the sun and the wind dies down by that. I mean, the sun does, but the wind dies down by that time. But there were like, I don't think any home runs in the game that I watched Panama versus uh, Cuba. Just an exciting baseball. Panama was up four to two and it seemed like the, the sky was falling and then. Yoan Moncada and Luis Robert fueled the team because they are the, I think, the only major league representatives on the hitting side for Cuba. Of course, you have uh, Cespedes, who used to be a major league baseball player, but he's been pretty much benched in his, his last game. So he's not been really good. I mean, he made an error the other day versus Italy that cost him dearly. So these guys have to carry the mail, and it's probably a lot of weight on their shoulders as the actual major league talent current on Cuba. And so I think also Cuba's future of going through the World Baseball Classic with Major League play players depends on Yoan and Luis Roberts, mm-hmm. you know, success or failure because they've had great success using these amateurs before in the World Baseball Classic. Where in the first, well, they're round, pros. They're pros in Cuba, I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they were like ten and two in the first round and throughout the years of the World Baseball Classic. Now they've lost two in a row. Winning last night was a great relief for them. So I hope that Yoan and Luis take that mantle and take that pressure on their shoulders and understand, like, you know, it's not that big of a pressure, but also it is a little bit because for our future in the next three years, they might be going back to the players who they used before, which are mostly populated on the team currently. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm surprised, like, you know, Oscar Colas, I don't know what the, the current relationship is, but he's from Cuba. I mean, I think he's probably currently a, a most you know, talented enough to be on that team. Um, yeah, so he's you, probably you, trying you, to win a job, though. That's true. Um, but you know, maybe maybe in four years they have Colas, who will be twenty eight, and that'd be that'd be a huge boost to them. Um, ho- hopefully, you see more Cuban players, you know, start start playing more baseball. I mean, they've always produced great baseball players, so hopefully, just the 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 island gets a little bit rejuvenated. Um, I, I mean, you know, we, we've seen. Just it's it's a I don't know I'm not gonna start talking about Cuban American relationships. Uh, let's talk about baseball. Um, it's just yeah, it's it's tough. Cuba is in a very tough spot, and like you know they they don't have a Cuban drive line. Like it's it's really just whatever they can produce. And you know I usually obviously with Robert and Mancata, there's a lot of talent. So um, and even Cespedes. Um, but at least with Robert, um, looking at the exit velocities, uh, he had the one smacking double against the Dutch uh, at 110.6. Uh, but then average exit velocity against Italy, 79.8. And then against Panama, 77.9. So, again, it's it's three games. It's against, you know, it, it's on the other side of the country. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say, like, you know, they're, they're perfect uh, or, you know, they're bad or whatever. It's three games. Uh, but just interesting to follow. And uh, it's good to see them have success. Like, I'm glad they won a game. I mean, you guys didn't take me seriously about Italy. And here they come beating cuba yeah but you were trashing panama and they're in like first place aren't they no they, they've fallen off right they, you they were trashing panama you were trashing the dutch you were trash you know come on sean i was tra- trashing the dutch i, I trashed the czech the republic dutch. and they actually won a game the czech yeah no oh my god that home run was crazy mm-hmm. in australia australia won a game too 
Well, hey, Team USA, who we were we couldn't stop salivating over the other day, got crushed by the San Francisco Giants B team in spring training the other day. So who knows who knows what to expect? You see what the uh, Giants A team's doing? Mainly uh, the outfielder that they signed, Michael Conforto, three homers. Good in practice him. in spring training. In practice, cool. Um, we he's going to practice. So we talking good. about we talking about Michael Conforto practice. Um, we can update everyone on the uh, the pools right now. In uh, Pool A, Netherlands are two and zero. The team I bagged, um, I'll, I'll wear it. Uh, Chinese Taipei and Italy are one and one, and Cuba one and two. They just got their first win against Panama, who is also one and two. So Panama tied for uh, last right now with Cuba in Pool A. Uh, pool B over in Tokyo, Japan is two and zero. Otani pitched and just shut down Korea and then just laced two balls for a double and single because he's the greatest athlete currently on the planet. Right. I mean, when it comes to baseball playing, sure. But no, I mean, is it going to make that argument? I mean, who who would be the representative for the big four Connor McDavid for the NHL? Yeah. I mean, Uh, I don't see Shohei Otani dunking on anyone. (laughs) I I could, I could see him dunking though. Mm. Nah, I think think he he could get talent. He could jump to, I mean, he can, He's what's his vertical? Probably at least thirty-five inches. He's six-four. He can't do it. But I would say like a player like Lamar Jackson in football or Justin Fields. So those people are better athletes than Shohei Itani. Yeah, Shohei Itani does much more and a much more difficult job than probably any athlete pitching and hitting and doing him at a high level. But yeah, he's a great athlete. But you know, baseball athlete is. Uh, not an oxymoron, but it's not really a you know thing to brag about. I mean, I wouldn't even go that far. I would just say that like all athletics, you're very specialized, right? Like who is out there that like, you know, is going to be able to do the, not the decathlon because even that is specialized, but you know, the decathlon of team sports, I guess, if you were to make such a, such a thing, like who out there is going to be able to succeed at this? You know, I said, I was saying, oh, I don't see Shohei Otani dunking. Well, I don't see LeBron pitching. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's all the same thing. Let's go. Uh, thank you, Joey, for bringing this up. You found uh, this so fast. Yeah, seriously. Um, so, uh, I think this is from uh, Pitching Ninja, but uh, the quote is, I was talking to our pitching coordinator who says Otani can dunk and put his elbow through the rim. He's just an unbelievable athlete. He is this. He's seventy his elbow through the rim. Hearsay. Yeah, like he did it with a, <laughs> like Aloy tried to do, but he didn't tear up his shoulder. Hearsay. Come on. No one said he saw him actually dunk. He's Would the guy saying that he talked to the pitching coordinator who the pitching coordinator saw Otani dunk. The Angels social media are missing out. They should be making Mr. Perfect videos of Shohei Otani right now. He should be throwing footballs to himself. He should be hitting home runs blindfolded. He should be dunking and putting his elbow through the rim. He should be skating backwards. like Spitting out his gum and then hitting it while it falls out of his mouth. Yes. He should carry a towel out to the mound and put it like behind him. And then like once he strikes everybody out, it's like tossing it behind his back. and like Wear a singlet when he goes out the pinch. Bright neon green singlet. There we go. Mr. Perfect. Shohei Otani. I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost here. Uh, wrestling. Mr. Perfect? Uh, wrestling. Gotcha. Yeah. Wrestling. Hey. Uh, and it's not just this. It's not just the top 7%. It's like the top 6.5%. Like, I mean, he's the elite of the elite. Top 75th percentile in sprint speed. He's fast. He's fast. He's strong. He can throw 95. I mean, I bar- barely people us... could do throw 95. 
I don't think any of us are here saying that Shohei Otani is not good at baseball. I'm just He's amazing. It's I'm great. marveling. He is amazing. It's crazy. But, uh, know, but yeah, they have a duo. Baseball is probably the third or fourth of athletes, I would mm-hmm. say. Hockey would be the last. I mean, it depends, right? Kickers play football. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's a, a guy who a guy who can hit a guy who hits 50 home runs in a season is a more impressive uh physical specimen than a guy who stands in the corner and shoots threes, right? I right, mean, well, it's, it's all specialized. That's the thing. Obviously, an NFL player is strong, but obviously a baseball player is more coordinated. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you at their thing. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, J.J. Watt hit a hit a home run uh, in batting practice, but, like, you know, I mean, what, what can he do to a slider going 88 in the other, you know, batter's box? Yeah, and can he know. throw a fork ball? I doubt it. <laughs> Literally. Um, gauntlet thrown down to, to uh, all-time great was, NFL player J.J. Watt on whether or not he can throw a fork ball. I think I saw him, like, posting on Twitter, though. He is, like, uh, he's lacing up skates. So I think he's trying to – maybe J.J. Uh, Watt will become a hockey player. Um Anyways, uh, going back to the pools, uh, Pool B, Japan 2-0, Australia won a game, they're 1-0, Czech Republic won a game, 1-0, China's 0-2, Korea 0-2. So uh, we thought Korea was going to be, uh, you know, their one loss would be probably to Japan. Uh, Japan looking strong, but uh, it seems like Korea's falling down a little bit. Um, it'd be Doors really wide exciting. open for the Aussies. It would be so exciting if either the Aussies or the Czechs got in. Very true. Oh, I mean, I have to go back down to Czech have to go back in. down to Sydney for another watch party. <laughs> I watched I watched the World Cup with uh, with the Aussies, and I'd have to go back for World Baseball Classic watch party. I mean, think about the Czech Republic. They're not only the first time doing the baseball uh, classic; they're the only team in that region that has to travel that far. I mean, Japan has to stay at home. Australia's in the area; it's not that far away. Uh, China and Korea are in the area too, so we don't have to change too much about your uh, life schedule. Like we have to wake up and watch games at 10 o'clock at night or way early in the morning. Czech Republic is in a new situation and having to go to this new um, time zone where it's a little earlier in the day than they're used to. So it's very impressive what they did in their first ever uh, world baseball classic. The dentist, the lawyer, the accountant are out here doing work. I thought that was the setup to a joke for a second there. The the They all walk into a bar. (laughs) <laughs> and they win a game in Japan. Um, it's going to be interesting, too. Uh, March 13th, the last game that both Australia and Czech Republic play will be against each other. So that could possibly be, uh, you know, winner gets sent home, winner advances. Uh, you know, that could be that could be fun. And then I think they go and play, uh, you know, the Netherlands and get smoked. Either team. Uh, hopefully I ate my words, though. Anyways, uh, let's take another break here, uh, and then we'll get into uh, a topic I didn't prep you guys on. All right? Um, I was inspired yesterday, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, well, I want to let you know about ComEd, though. The energy, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC system, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed plan specific to your goals and needs. And these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. 
com slash powering B-I-Z. And if you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, call us at one 833 during normal business hours to speak with a common energy efficiency program representative. All right. So we went to the Big Ten tournament yesterday at the United Center. 14 teams are in that tournament. I've got two things to throw out here. Mm-hmm. I don't love the current postseason for baseball. 162 seems like too much. So I have two things. Let's fix baseball. Let's fix the postseason. Just in the next 17 minutes? Yeah. Okay. We can do it. We're smart. There's 15 teams, and obviously there might be expansion. Nashville is coming up. But right now there's 15 teams uh, in each league, American National. Uh, We saw 14 teams in the Big Ten tournament. Would you be opposed to every team making the playoffs? Yes. I'll just start with that question. Yes. Because why are you playing a regular season then? In college, I think you're playing for a very specific thing. You know what I mean? Like the regular season in, in college basketball, you know, the what, what you're comparing this to um, is, is, is your regular season, right? And you, you, you establish yourself, you fight, you get ready for March because of that. You're, you're, tournament resume is built in what you do in the regular season. And then there's this extra bonus thing that comes from the win for the winner of the big of the conference tournament, which almost always is a team that was going to be playing in, in the big dance anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you're watering down the regular season with the inclusion of a college of a uh, conference tournament. In what you're talking about in baseball, if they were to do that, every team gets in to the postseason. Why did we even do the regular season other than warm up, right? I mean, there's literally no benefit to winning other than maybe a home field advantage. So, okay, there's no benefit to being, uh, there's no difference, I should say, in being the best team in the league and the seventh best team in the league. I say no also. I mean, Baseball used to be a league where you played that long ass season, 154, now 162, to have two teams go to the World Series. That made sense to me because of the length of the season, but also kind of unfair because a lot of teams like the uh, I think the 103 win San Francisco Giants in the 90s left out of the playoffs just because they're in the same division as the Atlanta Braves at the time. So I like the fact that they do playoff expansion now because it gives teams a little bit more chances so there's what 10 teams in the playoffs now sean or 14 i don't know what it is um i would go further to fix baseball and just eliminate divisions eliminate like al nl it doesn't matter anymore back in the day there was a use for divisions because of train travel we get flights now four hours that's how old baseball is people yeah and so you don't need it. We don't need to play Cleveland or Cincinnati or these teams that are close to us all the time. I think it'd be more equitable to play every team uh, equal amount of times and put this best 14 teams in the playoffs, whatever it is. That's whatever, 14? Whatever That's number so you want to teams. Yeah, right whatever, now there's 12. Yeah, whatever number you want to have, just put Four. the best. Four. Okay. I'm how fine about, with how, that too. All right, maybe not 15. How about five? And how about how do you do that from each league? Five, five, five teams. All right. How you do that? Um, You just, I would say, eliminate divisions. Just clear that out. Or you can keep the the three divisions. Um, 
no matter what, the team with the best record gets a bye, and then you have pool play. So inspired by the World Baseball Classic, four teams, everyone faces each other, you know, and you get a pool winner. That pool winner advances to the American League Championship, and then you have a World Series, both of those being Game 7s. Or series, you know, whatever, best of seven. So five per, five per league? Yes, so it would be... Okay, thank you. I, you could you could keep divisions and have the three division winners two wild cards. The thing I don't like about pool play in baseball is it's not how baseball is set up during the season, right? I think there is a value in a in a series because you know it it, it mirrors what the regular season is. You set up your you set up your pitching staff. You know you're you're facing these teams in a chunk. You know like you are during the regular season. If they were to move it to some sort of basketball type schedule you know where you, you you play the Dodgers one day then three days later you're playing the Rockies three days later you're playing the Orioles you know then that's fine right then that that more uh goes along with what the sport looks like if you were to say oh that's what the NBA is gonna do I'd be like all right sure but um I think in baseball it it's turning the postseason into something that you haven't been doing for the previous six months and I, I just think that I just think that the weight should be on the regular season when it comes to entry into the postseason and success in the postseason, because, you know, it's, it's, if you're taking six months to weed out the best teams and then you get to the postseason and you're like, all right, now you're going to do something different. Well, that doesn't make, that doesn't make a bunch of sense to me. So Vinny, you said four, do you mean four per or, or just four? It. Just four total. American League Championship Series, National League Championship Series, winners play in the World Series. That's all I need. You don't care about the owners' money, about their wallets. Come on, Vinny. (laughs) Me? Me? I don't care about the the, rich people's money? No, that doesn't sound like me. To help out the rich people, um, would you then make each series like 21 games? It's like best of 21. No, best of seven. Let's go. This It was like this for 100 years. (laughs) Yeah, but we got to change. I like more teams. I, I, that's why I said, just give me all the teams. Like, I don't care if the Oakland A's get absolutely crushed. Who would be the second place team uh, last year? I guess it would be uh, the Yankees, right? Yeah. Uh, like, I don't care if the A's just get absolutely murdered by the Yankees in round one. But how funny would it be if a 99-win Yankee team lost to the A's in the first round, a 60-win A's team? That would and be... teams maybe wouldn't give up on the season that much earlier. Like, maybe oh. they'd, they'd still try to vie a little bit more because, you know, you don't have to face the Yankees. You could face the Mariners, and it's a one game. But this is what I this is what I hate about that. Like, yeah, it's in March Madness, it's fun to see an upset, right? But, like, then it's like, well, what did we just do the last six months for? If the yeah. if the Yankees are eliminated by the A's in a one game playoff, okay. So what? Why did we even do this this whole uh, this whole six month hundred and sixty two game season that we just uh, that 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 the A's slogged through and now oh boy they get to beat the Yankees in one I, game. I just selfishly think about how our coverage would be then, Sean. Well, that's the just like I agree with Alex. Be like, real quick, you're like, <laughs> if it's. Oh, yeah, that's what happened from 1919 <laughs> until 1959. The Yankees won every time. It wasn't Yankees, it was the Red Sox. And so the White Sox didn't see the playoffs for 40 years. But our shows would be like, oh, the White Sox lost. It doesn't matter. We're the seventh team <laughs> in the damn AL. You're going to play the Minnesota Twins in the first round. Oh, that'd be crazy. It'll be 162 games of boring. Until we but get now to there's the a pitch actual... Clock. 
excitement of October, which would take forever too, Sean. We would be playing until damn December if we got. I mean, it already was one ever. game. Oh, just one game? He yeah. just wants to turn it into Ooh. March Madness. It'd be, it'd be a tournament. Well, you uh, play so, that many games to get eliminated well, by the goddamn old Oakland A's? No. Okay, I'm but furious. At least with the, uh, if we go to the pool idea though, um, they're they're doing these pools for the World Baseball Classic in four days. So you'd have four days, and basically the the team with the buy would have kind of like a full rotation off in a sense. I don't know if they'd play exactly like, you know, they'd it, it, right, right now it's March 9th to the 13th they're playing. I don't know if they'd start the American League championship on the 14th, but. But I think we saw I like the that, that last year where the Padres played early and the Phillies played early and they beat their other teams that had the buys. I think the Mets had the buy right in the first round. Mm-hmm. Some people were saying like not playing for that amount of time might have cost the Mets and or the other opponents some uh, mojo that they were doing into the playoffs. So Dodgers and Braves had the buys. Okay. Or the Braves. Yeah, the Braves got killed and the Dodgers got killed by the Padres. So those people had the off time. And they still lost. The thing, the thing is, people have been saying, trying now for thirty years to make October better, to improve on October, and, and I, I think that it's been at the expense of September. I mean, that's that's just my thought. Is that like, don't you want a race? Don't you want a two a two month long race where every single day something's on the line for for a host of teams? I mean, like by the time you get to mid October, you're down to four anyway. And maybe 26 fan bases are completely checked out. It in, in in if you make it if you start with the idea that only the best of the best are going to be playing in October, then the last month month and a half two months of the season are this race to the to the finish to get to one of those two or four spots. Um, it really makes for months worth of exciting baseball as opposed to just a few days worth of exciting baseball because oh we we tinkered with the format and now hey your team is going to get get uh, two more games in the season like i i would rather watch uh, uh, a team play for two months worth of trying to 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 make the math work out yeah i mean i, I go back to what the, the 2011 season like that was the, the craziest day in baseball history um so yeah no and I, it's I, not, I and it's not possible and it's not possible without the weeks and months that came before it too. That's right. the thing. Yeah. Um, and two, I mean, people think so fondly of the 2008 series, uh, season. Like we wouldn't have 163 if there wasn't the 162 before it. And we're um, not going to have 163 in the future. Sad. Yeah. Unless we go to Sean's. Well, if we go to Sean's thing. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't well, pitch the MCC I, I, I at like all. the pool play like better Dylan, than all 15. Hey, I don't want to see the A's throw out, you know. Just who, wait until uh, October. Daniel. We'll pitch you in October for that one game. How about this? Here you go, Sean. I've got the solution for you. You're going to like this. You take all, all 30 Major League Baseball teams. You take all Minor League Baseball teams. And you take all College Baseball yes. teams. And it's just a single elimination tournament that starts on April 1st and ends at the end of October. I love you. I was I was thinking this as well. Um, it, the, I was inspired by the FA Cup uh, for, for England. All of the divisions. Premier League. The other one. The one below that one, the uh, the other one as well. They all face off, and just usually the Premier League teams don't give a shit. Um, so it's like you know the the fourth division teams are beating up on like Man United. Um, you know how hilarious would it be if like Evansville, who I talked about, uh, you know going sixteen innings with Vanderbilt, beat the Yankees? They yeah, really and then the Yankees game. are done. There's no there's <laughs> the no thing to move on to. That's it. You get That's one. Game. Everybody gets one game. 
Michael K is just just bored then for yeah. you know six months there. I mean, the Yankees would kill Evansville multiple reasons because then they would have to change over to the wood bats, which they're not comfortable with. No, I would. I think we got to make it even. Give the college no. kids metal bats. And... Oh, I was about to say, give them the major leagues metal bats. You want somebody to die? Give Giancarlo Stanton a metal oh bat. God. Aaron Judge a metal bat. That ball oh. go a thousand feet. And these poor Evansville kids, these aces, the Evansville aces hanging sliders left and right and just yeah. getting. No home. one volunteers to pitch. It's just a pitching machine. It's like, I ain't getting hit with that ball. <laughs> they put the fence up. But like around every single position player as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, a nice little experiment. Nice to know where you guys' heads are at. It was it was fun being at the Big Ten tournament. I I, uh, I gotta say, um, it, it was not felt... fun, Sean. Sorry, huh? It was not fun. No, well, sorry about the result. I had yeah. fun. I didn't team, care about the sucks. game. Yeah. I hate it's, my team. I mean, again, like I said, it wasn't even wasn't even Lundy or Pickett beating you no. in the first half. It was Clary. Did you stay for uh, Did you stay for Maryland Minnesota? I didn't even see what Hell happened no. in that game. No, I left immediately after that Illinois game. Just despondent. My wife just turned to me and she's like, I feel so bad for the next two teams where there's going to be nobody in this stadium watching them. Uh, Maryland won. And I do know that the first half score was 31-24 and that Minnesota covered seven and a half. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. Uh, the DraftKings ad read uh, said, like, talk about bets you've just won. There you go. Uh, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. When you do sign up, use code CHGO when you do. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader, um, enjoying a Goose Island uh, beverage. And uh, thank you to the United Center, too. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Hey, that, it was very nice of Kevin and Jake to to, to buy beers. <laughs> um, but uh, shout out to Chris Crawford as well. Uh, you can follow him again at, at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. And we're very thankful to Rotowire. Uh, down, uh, go to com slash C-H-G-O for your two free your free two-day trial. Uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Hook them, Joey.